Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Back here on Sports Talk on the Big 870, Mike Detail along with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Bear. Charlie, I don't know what the numbers you have, but uh, it looks as though Geno Smith has just finalized the deal. Three years, $105 million. That's what and, I got. And he's going to get $52 million in a year. Once again, a, about 35 per year. Yes, it, it, it's an easy ad, $35 million well, that's the market. per. So that's, that's what you're looking at. I mean, Mike, that's the market because you talk about uh, – Look, even uh, the salary cap continues to rise. That's why when you look at Aaron Rodgers' number, we're like, what, $50 million? I was like, well, okay, but it's Aaron Rodgers. That's why you look at Derek Carr, $37.5 million. Kirk Cousins, $35 million. Jerry Goff, $33.5 Ryan Tannehill, right at $30 million. Okay, no, and Gino's thirty-five. No, because his contracts up right now, and that's just the market. That's why when you always say Dak Prescott, well, we paying the cowgirls are paying him forty million. What the hell, Dak Prescott? <laughs> Prescott has won for the cowgirls nothing. We but you know, our, but it's just supply and demand. We in our segment of talking money, and right now we're going to go to our Oakland Heart Jewelers talking text line, the legendary Tim Brando from Fox Sports. Timmy, thanks so much. Listen, I don't know if you're going to make $52 million a year like uh, what Gino is, but that, <laughs> you're in pretty good company there. Man, $52 million in, in Louisiana? Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> God, if I, just, if I just worked a little harder on on – on my athletic prowess as opposed to my broadcasting prowess as a child. What a difference it might have made, huh? Goodness yeah. gracious. Timmy, um, your, your thoughts on, on the Derek Carr situation signing up with the Saints? Well, I like it. I like it a lot. And, and the reason I like it a lot is because I think Derek Carr has been uh, in the AFC going up against some of the best quarterbacks really in the, in the world. Uh, they're all It's stacked. You know, the AFC side is stacked with great quarterback play. And the NFC is not. And and to me, uh, getting out of, uh, of Oakland for him uh, will enable him to have a much better chance, and I can't think of really a better spot for him to be than in New Orleans because, um, well, quite frankly, I, I don't think either uh, Dalton or, or, or Jameis are the answer. And uh, the offense has still got weaponry. It's not that it doesn't have – uh, weapons, it does. Now they got to stay healthier. They, they got to do a better job of staying on the field. We saw that, you know, ad nauseum through the course of, of last season and even more so uh, in Sean's last year. Uh, and yet uh, they stayed in the hunt for a while because the defense was, was as good as it was. Now they all made right. mistakes. So we, we know how penalty prone New Orleans was a year ago. You know, I stopped doing the preseason games, uh, Bobby, about 10 years ago. Uh, maybe a little longer, maybe 11. I think 13 was my last year. Stinchcomb's first year doing the preseason games was my, my last year doing them. But I, I, I remain uh, someone that's, that's 
following the Saints very closely, and I care about the organization. I always have. You know, I started as a Cub reporter there at uh, 1280 WGSO on Canal Street, and I went to Vero Beach in the 70s when Snake Stabler came in, when Baum was there, and I was even there before that, okay, when Scram was, was coaching. So, you know, I go that far back with the organization. Even though it struggled uh, last year, I, I still think it's very, very close. You know, it's a fine line yep. uh, between being a successful organization currently in the NFL versus not. And I don't think the slippage has been that bad for the Saints. I really don't. Well, well, uh, and a, an addition like Carr, in my mind, is going to make all the difference if, if they can keep him upright and uh, and he gets enough of those wide receivers to stay on the field for him. You know, Tim, it's not much different. Like you said, the parity, like whether you're 7-10 and 10 or 10-7. Uh, and seven. I can remember the year I held out in 1990. Uh, you had uh, uh, Steve Walsh and John Forcade, and they were eight and eight type team. And Ricky uh-huh. said, uh, "Yeah, that uh, Bobby, if you hear, uh, we definitely get into double digits. Uh, we're like an eleven and five, maybe a twelve and four type team uh, versus eight uh-huh. and eight. And I think uh, you know when you look at Derek Carr versus Andy Dalton, instead of seven and ten, I- I'd be disappointed right now. Now, one paper, I don't know what the re- uh, the rest of the NFC South is going to do." That if they're not maybe ten and seven, and, can, and that he'd be the difference in like uh, three or four more wins. Absolutely, yeah, and and that's why he's worth what he's getting. And I don't begrudge any of these guys what they make. I mean, when you see what what's coming after them on a regular basis and the risk reward factor that comes into play in the NFL, you'll never hear me complain about guys getting this or that kind of money. I don't particularly care for talking about it. Even though now in the college game, yeah, they're getting it too. No, you got million dollar college players. I may, I may have to start saying, well, instead of he's, you can't say he's a senior. He's a five year guy, and you know what? He's making two million per. Right. I think I'd stay in college one more year if he gets a (laughs) if he gets a a year for an injury and he can be a six year senior. Go ahead on. (laughs) Right. right. No, Timmy, we we saw it this year. Um, yep. the dramatic drop of juniors or would have been considered juniors because that COVID year always is going to kind of skew things until we get out of that. Yep. But it was like in the 115, 120 range. It was in the 80s this year. So that that's a big drop. And I think a lot of it has to do with the name, image, likeness, and, and the money that they're involved with in the college game. Yeah. Why, why would you go out if, if at, at this stage – if your if your draft prospects aren't really where you want them to be, and maybe they're and some of these guys look they're they're already surveying the landscape when they're you know freshmen and sophomores wondering about okay if I can get this done where might I land, and um, and frankly if you're going to make uh, you know a, a nil deal worth uh, seven figures then you really should pause and, and think about the college experience and what how much fun it can be, and enjoy life a little bit longer. I don't think I need to tell Bobby or anybody else, <laughs> when did you have the most fun playing football? It was in college. I mean, it was. Uh, everything changes when it becomes a business. Uh, the locker room changes. The uh, the attitudes of the people around you change. So uh, if you can stay for another yeah, that's one of the reasons I keep telling college football fans that are my age and older, you know, oh God, it's not the same. Oh, what do you mean it's not the same? It's better for the player. It's better. That's the only thing that's different. Yeah. It's better for the player. That's the only thing different here is it's better for the player. The fans' problem 
is they keep buying into what the, the voice of the program, who is the head coach always, is the voice of the program. He keeps him and hawing around about how bad it is because for the first time in his career, he doesn't have all the power and all the control. Yeah, they have to work and, extra. Uh, <laughs> that, yeah. That's a great point, Tim. They got to work at re-recruiting that same guy. So, yeah, it's harder for them. So they're going to get the violin and play it louder than they've ever played the it way, before. I, 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 yeah. And by the way, for the money they make yeah. uh, and the oh, yeah. that they Come have, on. it ought to be harder yeah, than it yeah, is. Yeah. Okay? It should be. Tim, uh, your thoughts, and everybody has it, on, on what will happen with Aaron Rodgers. Um, I, I know from Fox's standpoint, they'd like to see him stay <laughs> with Green Bay. But, man, it's strong possibility and certainly ownership with the Jets and Woody Johnson. And I did a couple of shows in New York, and they were brought it up to me. Hey, uh, it ain't Robert Sala running this team. It, it's not Joe Douglas. Woody Johnson wants – Aaron Rodgers here. And now, and, now and, the big question is, what will happen with Aaron? So I'm going to ask yeah. you, what do you think will happen uh, with Aaron? Well, well uh, to elaborate, uh, Tim, what Mike was saying, can you imagine Aaron mm. Rodgers in New York City, the Big Apple, if he could be, uh, bring – it's not the Giants. It's the freaking Jets. Mm-hmm. It's the Jets. Right. Who hadn't won yeah. anything. Can you imagine if something – not the tough AFC, if Aaron Rodgers – would bring a Super Bowl to New York for the Jets. It'd be the, the second coming of Joe Namath magnified. What? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, how about the irony of following the path of Brett Favre? Yeah. Right, right, right. Exactly. <laughs> how about that? They would only have one commonality. Well, two commonalities. They both played for Green Bay. They both were disgruntled when they left. And they both went to the stinking Jets when they left. Yeah. Um, so, but but here's the other thing about about this, uh, fellas, that you do have to take into consideration. I don't know. Uh, look, that that organization is going to do whatever it wants to do. Correct. But I can guarantee you, the people on Madison Avenue, the people at the NFL offices, are like, please, 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 Aaron, stay in Green Bay. Okay, we don't need that kind of um, of, of personality and someone <laughs> that will speak so candidly about what's wrong with our game in New York City, okay? We'd prefer right. you stay in Green Bay, okay? <laughs> because, you know, Aaron is going to say and think whatever, and, and he's going to say it. Yep. I mean, he he shoots from the hip all the time. I think it would be very interesting. Uh, you know, the daytime debate shows on cable would have a field day oh my God. with Aaron Rodgers yeah. in New York. But I do think that the interests of the league – always comes into play when these factors and these things pop up, okay? They do. They absolutely do. And if you don't think that this is something Goodell uh, is always thinking about, think again. I mean, he always is. The one thing the league loves now, though, and and Jerry Jones said this at our seminar last year, We, we because I occasionally do some NFL games uh, when our college season is over from time to time. As a matter of fact, the last one I did was uh, Jameis, in Tampa going his going 30 for 30 with his last pick six against the Falcons uh, on the final week of the year. That was the last game I called uh, in the NFL. But I remember Jones saying that um, this was uh, what what the league loves is the drama that, and that's, that's what keeps the 365 24 seven conversation going and Rodgers provides you know, a lot of drama. It I mean, does. he really does. Even in Green Bay. I mean, where yeah. – where, I mean, I remember also Archie saying this to me, Mike, and you, you'll appreciate this. 
you know, the two kids with, with, with Eli and Peyton, it was so much better, really, for Eli to play in New York rather than Peyton. Because I can Peyton believe that. Would, but Peyton would have made all kinds of headlines, yep. would have said whatever he wanted to say, and probably from time to time rubbed some people in the media the wrong way. I mean, always outspoken. All right. And Eli, just kind of an all shucks approach, keeps a low key, always takes the classy, uh, you know, step. And not that not that Peyton doesn't have class, but Peyton's going to speak his mind. Right. And a young player gets in trouble in New York when they speak their mind. And and so he was right about that. Uh, Certain guys are going to fit in certain markets a lot better. Rogers, in my mind, is a media disaster waiting to happen. Okay, for the league. Well, uh, but yeah. if you're what, but if you're if you're the Jets and you're going to offer him this, why wouldn't you go there? You know, why wouldn't you? Well, well uh, Tim, you look at supply and demand. Not enough quarterbacks. You look at the roster. You talk about the Jets, a uh, young roster. But how about uh, with the Dolphins? I'll, I'll look at Miami and, and their owner, uh, Stephen Ross. I mean, he's getting mm-hmm. up in age. He wants to win, and I, I think with two at all the concussions, how can you go in that direction? So you look at, like, uh, even if it was a Tom Brady. Uh, it, people think Tom Brady's retired. I don't know if he's really retired. Man, off that interview with Colin, to he me, would they, never say it. So, wait, to me, they got to yeah. have another season, and then he's truly retired. Well, whether they be well, going back to the Bay Area in San Mateo where he grew up with the 49ers. Or Miami. Dolphins. Yeah, yeah, to me, yeah. That, that, that's, that, that's not uh, too far-fetched when you think about that. Yeah. And, and, and now, now yeah. I bring up the 49ers, Tim. It's like, what? Uh, who argues argues with the 49ers roster? What did they always say? I don't know. Who's the quarterback? I mean, that's mm-hmm. other than that, they might say like, well, they yeah, they most everything team. else, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, let me say this from a, um, uh, and, and this is just a, a thought that comes to my mind as it relates to the business we're in. Now, look, he he'll, he'll make a guarantee. What is it? Thirty-seven million annually from Fox. Yep. Uh, by doing by doing television in the booth, but he's already said he's not going to come until 24. Right. He's not going to step into the booth in 23 uh, with my friend Kevin Burkhart. So Greg Olson stays in the booth. Greg Olson had the greatest year a broadcast analyst could possibly have. He was awesome. Uh, He was really good, Tim. I agree. He had an unbelievable unbelievable Super Bowl. Uh, uh, He he doesn't make a, a, a third of what Tony Romo makes. And he broadcast circles around the guy uh, in the NFC Championship game. Just compare the the work. All you have to do is look at it. It's it's simple. Uh, I I would I would think that Tom Brady, by suggesting he wants to uh, take a year, maybe uh, use it to uh, get get himself prepared so he can hit the ground running. One thing I don't I don't doubt about Tom Brady. If he knows he wants to do television, he wants to be absolutely the best that he can be because he's always had that mindset no matter what the job and task at hand was, he saw a young Greg Olson go out there and absolutely hit a grand slam home run. So maybe he, maybe he does think he needs that year to, to uh, take a look at the infrastructure to of a prepare, booth and know yeah, what it's yeah. like, you know, to, to understand the choreography that takes place because it's not easy to, to call a game as an analyst for the first time. It's not. Most guys that you see come up through the, the ranks, have been working the number three game or the number two game, and they, they work their way, their way up. That's not happening anymore. Big names are being hired, and they put them right on the biggest shows, 
And if they fail, it's, it's, it's there for everyone to see. So I do think that the possibility exists that Tom could say, gosh, I've got all this content. You know, he has his own company, just like Peyton, uh, that, that you know, he can produce all the different content that he wants uh, for, for Fox or anybody else. And uh, then take the time to, to maybe play some football again or use the time uh, to prepare himself to, uh, right. to join us uh, in 24. But, but because he decided, fellas, to wait, the door is open for San Francisco. The door is open for those other. You can't just, uh, you can't just shut down those rumors. You can't. I, I think they exist for a reason. Right. They really do. Timmy, uh, you headed out. You're doing the Big East tournament that'll be on yeah, Fox and FS1. Point. And so I think yeah. you're traveling all day tomorrow. So um, wish you the best on a, on a great call. What do you think about who comes out of the Big East tournament-wise? Well, I mean, I, I think there are going to be five teams that come out of the Big East that have a chance to go all the way to the Final Four. I'll okay. tell you that. I mean, right now, Marquette is legit. So yeah, is that's what I like. Yeah. yeah, UConn is also legit. Uh Providence had a bad game last week that I had, but they're still very, very good. Uh, I don't think there's any question that Creighton is a team that if they get the right draw, can make it all the way to uh, the Final Four. There are at least five teams, I think, that have a chance. But as far as the tournament goes, look, Villanova (laughs) is one game over 500, but they just got their best guard back. And don't be shocked if Villanova were to win the Big East tournament and steal a bid from another conference somewhere, because that could happen. Uh, They've been carrying the banner for a long time, and they're accustomed to winning this time of year. But I'll say this, guys. Once I'm done with the Big East and I come home, I'm chasing grandbabies and golf balls, and I'll let those young guys (laughs) – you know, do four games in a day after I've done my five in two days. Well, 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 you know, Tim, before we let you run, because I know you're on top of this, uh, we always talk about Alabama football. What about Alabama basketball where they're at? And now this is old school uh, because Mm -hmm. uh, we're talking about five slam and jamma. Houston Houston Cougars. Yeah. Yeah, they're, They're an unbelievably talented team, but I think the situation that they allowed, and when I say they, I mean the president of the university. I mean the administration led by an AD who I think a lot of, Greg Byrne, I've known him since he was a kid. His father, Bill, was a great athletic director at A&M and prior to that in Oregon. But they they really did not do that kid uh, a great service by keeping that situation uh, isolated and away from the media for a period of four to five weeks. Everywhere he goes, and as those games go into the tournament, and those games get bigger, the media circus is going to get stronger about the story revolving around the, the, the death of a human being uh, and, his, uh, and his teammate that uh, reported yeah, Alabama, he, uh, yeah. he delivered the gun to. That, that's going to be a – talk about drama, okay? The, the subplot to Alabama's run, who, by the way, could win it all. They're, they're good enough to win the whole thing. I, I'm picking Houston. I think Kelvin Sampson's team – uh, the American Conference is the best defensive team I've seen. Uh, my final four right now without a bracket would be Houston, UCLA. Uh, I think that Bruins team is really, really good, and they play defense too. Uh, and I also like Purdue to finally crack the code, get Matt Painter in. And, uh, and the other well, team that I love is out of the Big East. I think UConn has well, got arguably – uh, the best starting five in college basketball. Well, so well, well, yeah, uh, four teams. well you know, Tammy, you just peak, uh, I don't know, 
And you and I are old school. We break it down. And you talk about the Alabama, uh, Alabama uh, scenario situation that they in uh, when you're dealing with gun violence or uh, what could come about uh, with that. I mean, I don't know. I don't remember like old school. It seemed like that was never the case that I look at Jai Moran uh, with the Memphis Grizzlies. Right. So is that just a day and age we live in or what? It is. I mean, I you should be shocked. When people say, when people say, and I hear this a lot, as you can imagine, because I travel all across the country, and especially in, uh, in left-leaning states, which much of the Big East is and a lot of the Pac-12 is, they'll say to me, uh, so is it okay to be packing heat on campus in that state? And I'm like, where have you been? I mean, there are players that pack heat playing everywhere at every level in all cities all around the country. It's been that way for a long, long time. So let's stay away from the harsh stereotyping of certain sectors of the country, and particularly those that believe in the Second Amendment. Tim, thanks so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. And, hey, we'll be watching you on the Big East Tournament on Fox and FS1 over the next few days. I know you got a travel day, but then after that, five in one shot. All right, Tim. Thank you, man. <laughs> thank you, Tim. You got it, fellas. Good to be with you. Thanks so much. Tim Brando from Fox Sports. Uh, college football, pro football, college basketball. Man, he, he can do it. And he's a, he's a solid golfer, too. We'll be back with more sports talk here on the Big 870. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 